0: I think at the end of the day, luxury is more about each person you help and treating them all the same. Yeah, uh, Naturally, you'll get into the higher price points because your relationships will continue to flourish. So I think it's important to note that it's, it's I don't think it's really a price point. Um, it just happens organically if you're doing a good job for your clients.
1: Welcome to another edition of TM3 Impact. Today, I have the one, the only, Binkan Cineroglu. I'm so excited to have him here on the podcast. I've actually wanted to do this for a really, really, I really know. long time. We've I talked know. about it, but you're here. <laughs> I Welcome. But yeah, I'm here. <laughs> well, listen, I I get asked about how did Binkon get into real estate? I probably get asked this, you know, at least four or five times a year. How, yep. did, how, how did he get it start? I, I would love for you to share your start, how you came to San Antonio and you started in the real estate
0: business. How did that come about? So I've, I've been here, I've bounced around, but I've, I've, I have I've grew up here and I was born and raised here. Um, so I was back in one of my stints where I was back here. I, the schooling route, I, it's something that I always wanted to do. I always saw yeah. myself going to college, finishing college. Obviously I haven't finished college, unfortunately, but uh, I remember that when I was, when I was younger and I was trying to put myself through college, I got myself into UTSA and I was paying my own way and didn't, didn't like it too much. Uh, and I was working, I was always working. I was always selling something or working to make money doing something. Like at the time I was working at a car wash, um, and the car wash you could make, you know, good tips. So I remember being in a class at UTSA learning about tectronic plates or something that was insignificant to me or un, un, uh, not not very interesting to me, and I said, "Well, I could be making twenty dollars on a tip, so I'm gonna, I'm 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 not gonna do this." So yeah. I just dropped out of school and just started working full time at the car wash. Yeah, what year was that? Oh uh, my gosh, that was two thousand, maybe two thousand five, five. Okay, four yep. or five. Yeah, uh, and then at the car wash, I I I did pretty well there, and I spent a lot of time there, and I met some people there, and through that, I got a job at Nordstrom. Okay, clothes. I've always sold things. Yeah, uh, sold. Kirby vacuum cleaners, knives, cars, motorcycles, everything. So then at Nordstrom's, I started working there uh, probably in 2005 as well. Okay. Uh, Maybe this, maybe car wash was 04 and then this was 05. And um, I was working at Nordstrom's and Nordstrom's is all commission based. So anyone that buys anything, if you buy something there. Really? They're making like, I don't know, 7% to 11%. I did not know that. You wouldn't think that. Because today I walk into Nordstrom and everyone's just standing around yes and i've got clothes in my hand and i'm like these guys just don't want to make money it's crazy um,
1: i did not but realize it, it's it. commission-based
0: okay. so we i did very well at nordstrom because uh, i speak spanish lots of mexican nationals came and shopped and i just i, I wanted to make money you so were killing it i was trying to sell everything from men's clothes all the way to women's shoes and women's cosmetics and rick Cooper owned the company at the time and he would yeah. come in there and, and shop sometimes and every time he'd come in Anytime anyone would come in, I would try to upsell them I'd be like, Hey, you're yeah. married. You know what? You're not going to take anything home to your wife. You oh. can't just get home without anything for your wife. <laughs> That's that. slick. So yeah. he, he, uh, he knew me from when I was younger a little bit and he, and then we kind of connected at Nordstrom's and he told me, he's like, Hey, if you ever want to get into real estate, you should come, uh, come get into real estate. I've got a brokerage and yeah. I'll give you a spot at, at the Dominion office. Um, and, and I started researching a little bit and I didn't think much of it. I was doing well at Nordstrom's and yeah. How much do you uh, think you were making at Nordstrom's at that point? I was making six figures. Low at six six figures. figures at that time. And you which, were how old? Oh my gosh. What was oh five. So I'm. 39 now. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, think about that. To be to be, you know, oh, the, this, so this was so this was 14 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And you're making over oh, six figures. 20, so 23 yeah.
0: making six figures. There's not many 23-year-olds making six figures. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. it was a lot of fun for sure. Um it was a lot of work though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were hustling. You were making it happen. Anything that's worth it, it's, it requires a lot of work, right? So yes. I went from a job that so so then I met my wife yeah. there because she went for a summer job, uh, and that's how we met. Through okay, I didn't know that. She came from McAllen to go study, and then um, she she was working at Nordstrom's. And I joke with people that the, they they would tell you know at the in the morning they say these are the top salesmen, so they it's kind of a sales job, right? Yeah, so in the yeah. morning they go on the intercom and they tell you, hey, he is a top salesman. So she came in and and looked for me because she was like, who's this crazy name that's always at the top number yeah. one? You know, yeah. Um, but it's that's like it's how. me. We just we just met through Nordstrom's, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but when I met her, I started to get real serious with her. And now I'm 24 and I'm like, okay, I've got no school under my belt. I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I going to do? She's going to leave me, you know, yeah. if I just tell her that I want to work at Nordstrom. My Cause brother, she was going to school at that time. She was going to school. She was okay. at UTSA and my brother who was also had a similar trajectory to me. And then we split at Nordstrom's. He, uh, Mariano. Yes. He was working there and he looked at me one day at Nordstrom's just like, Hey, what are we going to do? we going to work at Nordstrom's all our life. Yeah. I was, I was like, Shit, yeah, I'm going to work at Nordstrom's all my life. This is great, you know. Yeah. We're making good money. Better at the time, yeah. Yeah, he actually broke off and went to work at USAA, and then got himself into UTSA. They paid for UTSA, and then yeah. did really well. Went to Austin, did and did business really well. school in Austin. Business school in right. Austin. Yep. Graduated business school in Austin, and I stayed. But then I jumped from uh, Nordstrom's to to real estate because Rick yeah. had told me, "Hey, I'll give you an opportunity." That kind of sparked the yeah. the the fire in me, and then I wanted to. I wanted to do something so that Ashley didn't leave me. Yeah, I was like, she's gonna leave me, obviously. If I, yeah, know, I got to step up energy. my game. Yeah, I had, I, I had a scooter. I drove a scooter, to <laughs> oh, like a Vespa. Uh, it wasn't a Vespa because Vespas were a little more expensive. It was, a, it was another <laughs> little scooter. But you it looked serious? it looked like a like a cheaper version of a Vespa. Uh, I did not know that story. That's yeah. hilarious. So we lived in apartments around there and we would drive our little Vespa. And, and my brother didn't have a car at that time either. So both of us, when we worked at Nordstrom's, we would yeah. we would get on the Vespa together. Yeah, you the, just he'd have to hold on. And, and both in suits going and going to Nordstrom's oh in Texas. Oh my gosh, um, that's so awesome, Because So so then I said, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And and Ashley was very supportive and I told her my plan. Uh, she actually took the courses with me. So oh. I quit cold turkey at Nordstrom's one day uh, and um, got myself into champions. I remember I had like $6,900 in the bank. Okay. That was my, cause I would spend all my money every yeah. weekend because it was just a different time. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a ton of money. Yeah. And I was like, this is enough for me to take my classes and yeah. live day to day. And you know, I don't. Uh, so I did. And I took my courses with Ashley. We did them at champion school of real estate. We put money aside for the chip for the, for the classes. And this was in November of 2008. Ooh. When everything <laughs> was just uh, this is a was, really bad time for three years. Yeah. yeah, really bad time to get into real estate. Yep, uh, that's what everyone was telling me. But you know, it was a really big blessing because I learned in the hardest time. Once I really did get into the weeds in January and February and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but that's the reason I got into it. And Rick actually held up his side. He he put me in touch with the manager who was Ruby at the time. Oh the yeah, band. Ruby she was, was great. awesome. Yep, and yeah. uh, I went one day and met with her. She met with me and then she called me. She said, "Okay, you're good."
1: So, so you're twenty four. Are you 24? 24. So, 24 starting your career, which Mm -hmm. matches up to my story when you and I first met Mm -hmm. because, oh no, so this had to be 2008, around 2008
0: timeframe. 2008, I was taking my classes. I taking my classes. My first day at the Dominion office. Yeah. It was January 1st, 2009. Okay. So this is perfect.
1: So in June of 2009, Christina and I get our license. I was a teacher. it had been a teacher. And I remember we were in that hallway office. Yeah. I tell people about the hallway office and I'm sitting and I'm reading a book. And next to me is this gentleman that's just on the phone, talking, emailing, talking, 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 going from Spanish, going to English. And I finally look over and I looked at you and I said, Bingo, bingo who are you talking to? And you told me anyone who will answer the phone. <laughs> and I remember sitting there thinking to myself, like, who is this guy? And that was a year that you got rookie of the year. Yeah. And so tell me about, cause here's what everybody has. They have this illusion that their first year is just going to be magical. Yes, you got rookie of the year, but how
0: long did it take for you to get your first sale? i closed my first house in April. Okay. of 2009. Um, and, and, and I learned very quickly. So what I, what I did when I first started is I got close to any agent that would talk to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the dominion, it was full of all of these, all the top agents of San Antonio were yeah, the heavy office. hitters and they yep. see this kid come in and I speak Spanish. They're like, no, uh, uh-uh, we're not yeah. going to help you. You know, because yeah. these, these guys are, just, you know, they're, they're just in their own world. But I did get close to Matt Resnick, who is amazing. And he, I consider him a mentor in the real estate business for me. Um, and he, he allowed me to, he took me under his wing Mm -hmm. and I would help him with anything he needed. Mm -hmm. I told him, Hey Matt, I'll work for free. Like you tell me what you need me to do. So it transformed into me holding open houses for him, going and opening this, going and opening that. And I learned in real estate at that, at that time, that if you're just at the office, even if you have no, if your calendar is blank that day, if you, if you go to the office and you're in it and you're talking to people and they send you to go open a house or they send you to go do this, things just kind of happen. So through open houses is how I got my first client. Um, and I was at an open house with, with Matt and, Uh, Not with Matt, but just by myself, because I would hold open houses for the first like two years of my career. I held an open house every single weekend, both days a week, if I could. I mean, I wasn't traveling. I wasn't doing anything. I was just working. And and, and just a point
1: on that, not to interrupt you, but but being I think this is so important for people to hear because they the business over the last couple of years came so easy. And now we got to get back to the basics. Now we got to get back to like the grind of real estate, right? Like really digging in and agents are
0: like, if
1: they haven't done that grind, it's,
0: it's they're going to be washed out. It's so bad. Yeah. Right. Anybody that got in the business, I think in 2021, 2020 or beginning of 2022, even 2020, it's just, they just, they've seen something and we went through a, a, a cycle that i don't think we'll ever see again no i mean it was you no. know it came with its own benefits but it also for me especially came with its own challenges because it was just such chaos and yeah. and um i prefer the grind and i prefer to have to earn every single penny and, and everything that you do um so when i when when i was holding an open house that time there were some folks that came yeah. and i just try to make a good impression on everyone and they and i i wasn't pushy at all but i i knew sales so yeah i knew how to present myself and um those people that were at an open client uh, clients that were in open house just buyers that just saw it in the newspaper that stopped by uh they called me back and they said hey there's this other house that we saw that we want to go see are you able to show it to us and i was like oh sh- yeah, of course. yeah I i'm on it, it yeah i had called my wife and asked her for her forerunner and i went <laughs> <laughs> and I went to go show them this house. And then that turned into me showing them another like 20, 30 homes. And then they actually found one. We put in our contract and we closed it. Where was that first, house? Where the house it? was in uh, Garden Ridge. In Garden Ridge. Yeah. Okay. It was the Kinslows. The, yeah. The that's that's awesome. You'll never forget <clears throat> your first house. Never forget my first yeah. house. No. Yeah. no. And, and from there, it just kind of, you know, you just kind of keep working, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, when I told you anyone that'll answer the phone, I, I figured out that the more people I talk to, the more people I try to connect with. The more yeah. things will happen, yeah, um, and that's how you start. That's how I started, at least. Um, yeah, the, the, I think starting is one of the hardest things in real estate. You, you really have to work your butt off. Yeah, uh, people don't realize how much what it takes. I mean, I was I was complaining because Nordstrom was a job where any holiday, any night, any weekend, you're on. You're working yeah. because that's when you make the money. Yeah, and now it's any holiday, any night, any weekend, or any day, or any 24 hours in any day, you're yeah. working. You know, you're working. So, Yes. Uh, I went from a lot of work to, to just nonstop on.
1: Yeah. So what do you think was, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure people ask you, you've, you've gone in and you've talked to different brokerages and just said, Hey, I want, you know, if somebody wanted to know, Hey, how you became the success you are, what do you think are the, like the keys? Like if you were to say, Hey, one, two, and three, or if you were to put some things out there for people that are listening to this, what do you think are the keys to the, that, it, uh, that it's made you the success you are today?
0: Gosh, you know, I mean I I tell every people ask me all the time they want to meet, they want to have coffee. I'm like, look, they want to have lunch. I'm like, I don't even I don't, I don't have lunch myself. You know, I like, can yeah. I'll have lunch with you but come to the office and I try to help as many people as I can and that that question I get a lot. Yeah. And it's so you would think there's this like intricate answer that's so complicated and 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 oh wow, but it's not. It's it's hard work. It really really is. If you if you work hard and you have good intentions, Everything else will come. Those are the two things that I think are extremely oh, I like important. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. You obviously, once you, once you work, you're working and you're in it, you've got to have some, a skill set to, to do what we do, yep. right. To negotiate a transaction. It's really a people job to, to, yeah. to understand people's emotions, have their best interests and in, in heart and, and really want to do a good job for them. Put themselves in your shoes. Right. Um, but if, and that's part of the good intentions part, right? Yes. So you work hard and you have good intentions. And I think that, the city is just there for the, for the taking,
1: you know, everybody wants to be a luxury agent. So kind of talk through, what do you tell people that say, I want to be a luxury agent. What do you tell them?
0: You know, how the, the question I get is how do I get, how do I get into luxury? How do yeah. I become a luxury agent? Same, same thing. Right. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I get this question, but did I ever say, God, I want to be in the luxury market, you know? And I I don't, I didn't want to be in the luxury market. I just wanted to do a good job for people. Uh, obviously, I wanted to, to make money and do good for my family. And, and I learned that luxury comes and being in the higher end comes with the more people that you touch. So something I tell people in all my listing presentations is it's a level of service I offer all across the board. Because I'll still today sell a $200,000 home. Yeah. And sometimes through that three, four, five dollars $400,000, 500000 relationships continue. They grow. And then you get these other listings and then you start to work in the higher end and the luxury. Um, but I think at the end of the day, luxury is more about each person you help and treating them all the same. Yeah. Uh, naturally, you'll get into the higher price points because your relationships will continue to flourish. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's important to to note that it's, it's I don't think it's really a price point. Um, it just happens organically if you're doing a good job for your clients. Yeah, you're um, taking care of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remember
1: Rick uh, uh, Cooper talking about like, hey, hey, every house is a million dollar house, right? Because the potential of that person, you never know where it's going to go. Right. Every house is a, is a, is a million dollar opportunity. I love that. I think that's spot on. Absolutely. So transitioning to working out, like, you know, you've revolutionized your body. You've completely changed your body. Let's talk through that a bit. Like what, what is that meant for you from a business perspective and a family perspective to change your body the way you have?
0: So it's, that, that's huge. That's probably been the, the biggest change in my life. Uh, I would venture to say it's probably saved my life. Uh, it's, it's just such a big component of a lot of my success, happiness, well-being. Uh, and I've got to credit you for calling me that one day, or I called you, I think I was on my way to lifetime. You
1: were on your way to lifetime. And I was going
0: and doing, you know bs workouts at lifetime yeah. and and you were like you got to come to boxing you got to come to boxing so i did yeah um and and that sparked the fire and that really got me going and not only thanking you for that but also thanking you for pushing me all the way through i mean since that first day that i went to boxing uh we've done so much together we've ran we were on a marathon because you yeah. decided on saturday to run a marathon on a sunday that's right um and and it's been so much but but personally it has just given me so much more value uh, in my life with my kids and my business that it's just the, the best thing that could have ever happened to me was go to boxing and uh call you that day so i thank you for, for that yeah. um, but but talking about the transition i mean you know I, I lost i think it was six months i lost 60 pounds yeah. um, i stopped drinking i took care of my body and i worked out and um, i just completely changed before that i was drinking and eating way too much uh, working a ton. I had a, I had Sophie. Um, so my nine-year-old had, was a, a couple years old mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I would spend time with her, but my life was just different. It was just work, 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 see what you can go do and eat and drink. And then I was just bogged down and I was mm. very much overweight. Um, mm. and then when I started to work out, I started to feel better and I started to be more clear-minded and now it's just a part of my life. Yeah. And, and if I don't work out for a few days, my body will tell me, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, it, sure. and it's it's obviously been a, a big transition, and, and we've been through a lot of different things, from boxing and sparring to marathons, yeah. uh, to swimming, to all of this stuff that, that we do. Yeah. Uh, but I I can't I cannot emphasize how important it is to take care of your body. Yes. If you want to be successful and happy. Yes. Um, you know that's one thing that I look back and I'm like God I I was doing really good. You know I was already doing really good at, at work and in my business but I don't know how happy I was mm. not in my family. I love my family and I was very happy with them, but maybe with myself and I just didn't know it. Yeah. Um, and, and so just, just changing that up completely and being healthy is just a different thing. I tell people that have, I, you know, I have all kinds of clients and I've got clients with a ton of money and, um, they always want me to go and, and on a Tuesday, I don't drink during the week now, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, and I've got so many invitations to go and oh, just, you know, have a beer, have a scotcher Yeah. Let's, let's, I tell them, no, I'm very strict during the week. And I, yeah. and I follow up and they you know, they'll try to make a, a comment or, or make fun of me. And I say, look, you might have a lot of money, but you can't buy time, brother.
1: You cannot, you <laughs> so, cannot, I,
0: you know, and that's another thing for, for longevity and just for your future and to be able to play with your grandkids. Yes. There's just so many, so many things that so many benefits that come with it that, I would just think it's ludicrous not to take care of yourself.
1: Right. Like, uh, and and that's the, that's the big piece I think people miss is what is the most important way that we make our money? It's with your body. Like it's with your mind. And if your mind is not sharp and your body's not sharp, then you have a, uh, 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 your business to be able to build a business is going to be really difficult. That's right. It's going to be really, really hard. You know,
0: I remember back. Thinking, gosh, could it get? Because I was up there, and I was like, God, could it get better? Can I, you know, could next year be better? Yeah. I was always so doubtful. Like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Well, I've thought that every single year, all the way up until this year. Yeah. And and the transition from when I was unhealthy to when I was healthy, obviously, San Antonio has grown. Yeah. But that that's when I really exploded in real estate, mm. uh, not only in real estate and in production, but also in my family life. Yeah. Uh, and just just in, in, in everything, in every facet of life, uh, it just made everything better. So. Yeah.
1: And, and, th- and then the people are going to say, but being con, I don't have time. Yeah. So, so I don't have time being con. <laughs> and what do you tell them when they tell you that like your, your clients that are like, they're out of shape, they're
0: overweight. Yeah. And they're, I don't have time for all Look, that because you're working out every day. Anything, anything that's worth it, anything that's valuable, anything that you're actually going to get something back from, it takes, it takes sacrifice yeah. and work. And, and finding time is people tell me I don't have time. I, I have three children. I live a full life with them at home. I give them a ton of time. I have a full business. I produce a lot and I'm always on, and I still find time. Uh, I think people that say, I don't have time. I mean, they just need to look in the mirror and it's just laziness. It really is. I know that firsthand. If you want, if you want to find time, you will find time.
1: Yeah. Well, think I was. I was also thinking about this is like on the flip side of that is, you know, as we get older and we age and our body starts to deteriorate, if you haven't done anything in your twenties, thirties and forties, and then you're in your sixties and you're like, okay, now I want to turn it on. Like at that point, it's you're chasing. chasing. It's harder. It's much, much harder. And it's harder because, Oh, I have, you have the time now, but you didn't put in the work earlier. So you're going to pay the price. It's going to be much, much, harder so do it now like i just get get in the gym find a find a black stallion boxing like That's tony right. you know get somebody to help
0: you look and it's it's like it's like anything like I, when i started it looks like a big uphill climb yeah. right uh my brother who i talked a little bit about earlier he he gained a ton of weight yeah. he had some some issues and i would tell him i was like look just baby steps yeah. start with baby steps because if you do that and you do one day then you do the next day and then you knew the next day, you just focus on the next day. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks have passed. Then a month has passed. Then you're in this place where it's just fun because you start to see change. Yeah. So then you've got six months behind you and and it's just, it'll happen quicker than you think. If you think, oh, it's insurmountable because I haven't done so much or I'm so overweight or I eat so bad or my habits are so bad. You, you got to start somewhere. You got to start and somewhere. Just start in one place. Look at the next day and go step by step, baby steps, and it comes quicker yeah. than you think. Yeah,
1: I, I would imagine because if we that first day, I remember you looked at me that very first day of boxing and you looked at me like we had just <laughs> I can already see your face and you're standing there and you're just kind of like in this like you're zoned out. Because we had like, we did a workout that day. Yeah. I don't know if you remember your first workout, but I remember you just staring there and looking and I'm like, I don't know if he's going to come back. Because, <laughs> well, he put us through the ringer that yeah, day. He, he put us he through did. the ringer that day. But you know what? You know how many people I've invited to boxing? I've invited a ton yeah. of people. Yeah. But very few people had the courage to come. Yeah. And then let alone do like what you're doing five days a week. Right. And then are you still running?
0: Are you doing some running before and after? I'm, I am. Uh, so I'll go in spurts. I'm not running as much as I used to, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. We got, we got a little bit, we've uh, got to away. We a little did little carried away, but, but I, I, I am running less than I want to. I miss, okay. I miss running. I, yeah. I miss just getting up on, you know, early on a Saturday or yeah. any day and just running and not you know, just running free, not yeah. knowing how long you're gonna run, and just running and thinking about things. I miss that a lot. Yeah, uh, but I am still running. I'll run before or after a few miles okay. here and there, and then I'll run five, six, seven miles here and there, but not as much as I want.
1: Okay. Well, listen, I I, re, I remember too. We were running at a, a, a Harberger Park with your mom, mm-hmm. and we were running out there, and I think it, this was probably what maybe the second time you'd ever run in your life. You're like, I haven't really run.
0: Yeah, you were. I hate, and, I, I I despise running. I never yeah. ran all my life. And I despised it. And it, this was the second time. This yeah, was the second time Harberger, with your yeah. mom the at Harburger. The first time was with Tony at the, oh, at the boxing gym. Yes. Where we put the the lights on. Yes. We and we did I the was, hill. We did the hill. And oh uh, my god. And gosh. I remember I worked out for a little bit and we were running and we we're running up a hill and I was about to collapse. Yeah. And Tony said, What did he say? He said something about something about you're not a real man if you can't climb a hill or something like that. And I was yeah. like, well, shit. Yeah. I got to climb this hill. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, So, so that kind of led obviously to us, you
1: know, doing the the crazy running and everything. And then the sparring, like, do you remember the sparring that we did? Like, I think back to that in, in that time and we were, I mean, as far as shape, we did two a days, we were doing two boxing workouts and running. Yeah. Uh, for we're, in on what we're, point
0: we were in great shape for sure crazy like, sparring shape. is just still a different animal it's a it's, different it's animal. a different animal to get in there and and yeah. have some punches coming at you uh, but it was awesome it was it was great unfortunately my yeah. shoulders kind of didn't give in or gave out on me yeah uh because every time i'd spar i'd literally pop it out right uh, so right That was a problem and then i had to have surgery and then i came back from surgery and so I know we don't need to spar anymore. My wife looked at
1: me and said, we don't need to spar anymore. Okay. You don't need to do that anymore. But now let's talk about right now, because both of, both of us are fasting right now. Yeah. We're on a, on the, the, the fast by Gary Brecca, the one that Dana White talked about. Yep. And I just, I'm curious, like what led to this moment where you called me and were like, Hey, Tomas, we need to do a fast. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And you're, yeah. So what led to that yeah. to even get to this Which, point?
0: Again, it's, I, you know, and I thought about it and I was like, cause I was going to just do it by myself. And I, and, and, and these little things that I've done and working out and stuff, I was like, shit, I got to call Tomas. This yeah. is perfect. Like, yeah, he, he might actually say yes. Yeah. For and sure. it took you my, I don't know, 10 seconds. And you're yeah, like, yeah, no, When I just told you about it, you were like, I'm in. I was like, Well, I haven't even asked you <laughs> what if you want to do it, you know? <laughs> you're in the, you're in what? <laughs> don't matter, we're um, in. Yeah so, yeah, yeah. so I was I I got Tim Hero, who is who who I work with, who's the president of Preserve oh, yeah, Company. Great Love guy. Tim. Tim's great. Um, and he has he showed me that video of Dana White. Okay. And he showed me the video because like three, four months ago, I was in Vegas. And I love Dana White. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just a really smart, smart man. Yeah. And I was at Carbone and in, in the bathroom and I was going to the restroom. I look over to my left and there's Dana White sitting there. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, what's up? And he was just super, super nice. He came and sat at our table and told us how to beat the casino and go oh, get just, out. Oh, he's yeah. He's all about that. So he, That's super he was like, cool. Hey, you're a gambler. And I told him, yeah. And he could start asking me questions. He's like, Oh, you're a gambler. Yeah. Uh, so he sat down and coaches through all that just super super humble super nice guy so i told tim that story and tim was like look look what dana white did because tim knows i like to work out a lot and i got tim into boxing yep so tim goes to boxing now once a week and so he showed me the video and i was like well that's dumb you know you're gonna not eat for four days that's not good for your body you can't work out and do that and then just kind of sparked a curiosity in my mind the thought yeah at that moment i was like i'll never do that but it sparked a curiosity in my mind and then um the way it happened was kind of I'll tell you the the exact truth. I, towards the end of the year, it got real busy. So Mm -hmm. I was super busy. Um, and I was working a ton and I was eating wrong, even from, from my lifestyle. Mm. Now I knew, you know, when you eat too much or when you're not on it, right? Yep. So I wasn't on it. I wasn't on it. And, um, and that started, I started to think when I, when that starts to happen, I start to think in my head, okay, Mm -hmm. I got to recalibrate. I got to go hard again and I got to put a hard stop and, you know, get back on it. Yeah. So I did. I got back on it, but then I got back off of it. So it was like stints like that of week and week on, week off. And then mm. I thought in my head, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do that, Dana White thing. Yeah. And then Dana White said something, and I started researching a lot about it. Uh, it. It helps. You know, it's not for weight loss. Yeah. It helps prevent a lot of future diseases. Yes. Because it makes your body do something and work, and that process, I guess, helps prevent future diseases. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, my father-in-law passed away a year ago from brain cancer. Very unfortunate, mm. very sad. It hit me, man. I admired very much. Yeah. Tomorrow is his actual, uh, is, 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 is anniversary. the anniversary date. Yeah. Right? So my wife and I are going to drive to McAllen. We're going to go see him and we're going to drive back. Yeah. So in my head, any, you know, I've got a little bit of extra motivation here. Yeah. Um, I saw him fight through brain cancer. He was the healthiest guy that I, that I knew he maybe, you know, indulge a little too much here and there but he was very healthy yeah he fought through through brain cancer he couldn't fight through it because it hit him so i said gosh that you know how awesome to do something that will prevent things like that take care of your body so that you don't have those things happen and if this might happen well hey i can do a hard reset yeah and i can just really do a hard reset with my body and get back on it to where i should be this fast will obviously do that and I'm gonna plan it to where I do it to where I can go see him, Mm. and when I see him, I'll just have him as motivation. Something crazy in my mind. Wow, that's how I planned it. So Tim ended up doing it at the beginning of the year with Jay. Yeah, they both did it, and they called me and told me, and that's when it really I was like, you know what, I should do this. Yeah, they both did it, and they after they loved it. They they I think did it a little wrong because they were not doing well during the fast. Um, Yeah, Tim called me yesterday, (laughs) and he told me his whole story. (laughs) hallucinating and looking at the fan the fan was off but it was moving yes Um, so so i just it just kind of all came together naturally so i said okay i'm gonna do a hard stop yeah. I'm going to honor my father-in-law when I do it. Wow. I'm going to do it to where I time it to where the 86 hour is kind of when we're getting to McAllen. Oh, wow. So the way it worked out is we're, we're in the third day, right? Yeah. Only electrolytes and water. It's yeah. been, it's been, yesterday was tough. Yes. Today I feel great for some reason. I went to the yeah. gym. I worked out. Uh, Daniel was like, okay, just don't, you know, take it easy. I didn't yeah. take it easy. I went yeah. hard. Oh um, And I felt, I feel great. And yeah. Our 80s, my my 86 hour, I, though we're like a couple hours apart, maybe, yeah. but I started at 10 p.m. on Sunday. 10, yep. 10 p.m. on Sunday was my last bite. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a chocolate because I yeah. was like, I'm gonna- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you might as well. <laughs> might as well. Uh, and that was my last bite. So my next bite is 12, 10 PM tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And we, I'm going to boxing in the morning at 6 a.m. We're gonna take the kids to school and we're gonna book it from here at about 9 a.m. Okay. And that's gonna put us at the cemetery right at about 12 wow. to 12:30. Wow. <laughs> So I'll go see him, and then once I see him, I'll let and him.
1: Know you guys that I get, did get it? And I eat. finished
0: it, and then I'll go get somebody
1: wow man and now talk about the clarity because uh you know when you're on a fast i've done fast before my wife has been into this and we've done some crazy ones um i did the the master cleanse which is a lemon uh water and cayenne pepper that mm-hmm. people talk about and i did it for six days and and it was it was it was tough right like i i will tell you honestly i felt like this one was a little bit harder weirdly um and it may just be there was so much distance between the times that I've done the first one yep. that maybe I'm just not remembering. But I remember on Monday night, I was so irritable.
0: Mm-hmm. I was so irritable. Did you feel that irritability? So I when I I go a lot of times without eating in a day, a yeah. lot. I, it's very normal for me to not eat in a day because I'm so busy. Yeah. Um, so I'll get in a bad mood and mm. sometimes I take that bad mood out on Ashley. Yeah. So one thing I told myself with this, I was irritable,
1: yeah. but
0: I made a very conscious effort yeah. To not be in a bad mood. Because when I told Ashley, I was yeah, going to do this, she good. was like, well, that's nice. You're not going to eat for three days? Go yeah. to a hotel. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Don't come home. <laughs> do, not, do not come. Um, so I, I told myself, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to let other people suffer because I'm right. doing this. Cause I'm. So I just, you know, I might've been irritable, yeah. but I kept on telling myself, like one time I would something made me upset at home and I was like, don't get mad. Don't yeah. get mad. So I yeah. made a conscious effort not tr- to like, I think I was worried more about getting upset and yeah. everyone at home than I was about me being starving, you know, which is awesome. Yeah. Right.
1: Cause this is the whole part. I think this is the part that people need to hear in terms of fasting, in terms of all the biohacking that people talk about cold plunges and saunas and all of this stuff. I think people need to understand that discomfort is actually what's really good for us.
0: Look, and that's what I think when, like I was suffering yesterday, it was, you know, it's, it's two days. It's, it's been now however many hours, yeah. Sunday night, Tuesday night, no food, you're not going to eat dinner. And I was, it was, it, it it hurts. I mean, it, it's, it's mentally challenging. It's yeah. physically challenging. And then I think to myself, well, you know what, then I'm doing it right. You're doing it right. Because it's actually challenging. So the benefits are going to be there. Like I said, anything that's worth it comes with sacrifice and challenge. So yeah. I actually enjoy it. In fact, this morning I was like, shit, tomorrow I'm done. Yeah. And I was like, that sucks. Yeah. You know, uh,
1: (laughs) we just got to do it again. I mean, we just, you know, we just do this twice a year, right? You do it twice a year. Good reset for the body. Um, I feel like, you know, just the, the, the clarity of my mind, like last night I was working on something and, and I've, I've been very diligent about getting sleep, but, but the last few nights for whatever reason, I've just gotten this, burst of energy at like seven, eight and I'm working until 1030. Yeah. Like normally I wouldn't necessarily do that, but it's just, there's this clarity that comes with not eating. I think it's been helpful.
0: I agree. I think the first, the first day for me was very groggy, very tough. I was, yeah. I was hesitant to negotiate things because I was extreme. And that's because of caffeine. I've drank caffeine for 20 years of my life every day. Okay. So,
1: but how many cups did you do like legitimate? How much would you eat drink?
0: You know, I'll wake up with two double espresso. Okay. That's, that's, that's my pre-workout. I don't take pre-workout. I don't take any supplements or anything like that, but a double espresso right when I wake up at five 30 to go to the gym. Okay. And then when I get to the office at 10 AM, I'll do another espresso. And then from there to 10 PM, when I leave the office, I'll do another eight espressos. Okay. Especially if I'm working late. Yeah. I'll start to get tired. I go to my little machine. Yeah. Pop the espresso, pop the espresso. So I, I drink a lot, you know, sometimes, yeah. maybe not as much, um, but a lot of caffeine., yeah. and, uh, and I haven't drank caffeine since here's what's amazing, Sunday morning. You haven't had any headaches? oh yeah you have that's been the hardest part okay so to
1: talk because i think people need to understand that during a fast during like that with and especially when you're kind of detoxing yeah. from caffeine yeah the headaches yeah
0: so there's obviously there's hunger headaches but the yeah. caffeine yeah. headaches are, are, are worse i think uh and, yes. I, and i had them pretty pretty bad okay um and it's just one of those things and i and i think to myself well if it's just a headache then it's just a headache you know yeah. I'm, I'm i'm doing good i'm almost on the other side and you just keep going um, yesterday I did have some Himalayan salt and water. Yes. I told myself I wasn't going to, yeah. I've stayed strict, just water and electro- yeah. electrolytes. Um, but you guys told me that the salt doesn't do yeah. anything for the fast. No, doesn't so break I had the fast. Some, yeah. And it actually, it kicked it, but with time, it took some time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but the mental clarity is amazing. It's so no good.
1: Push. Yeah, it's so good. And it's weird to think like when you call me and you're like, "Okay, I'm on my way for the podcast." And I'm sitting there going, "Okay, right, let's go. Let's <laughs> go, And I'm thinking to myself like, I mean, I haven't had anything to eat, right? We both haven't had anything you know. to eat, but I'm like let's get this, man. Let's make this happen. Yeah. And, and I looked at Christina. I was like, this is going to be an awesome podcast. I'm <laughs> super pumped about yeah. this. So what would you tell somebody right now? Like if, if they're like, I don't know this fasting stuff, it's, it's for the birds. Is, for, is this the first time you've ever done anything like this? Oh
0: gosh. Yes. Okay. I would, I would make fun of it. Yeah, no, I would be like, that's so, that's so dumb, you know?
1: But yeah. No, no, now that you're in the middle of it. Like, what would you tell somebody that was contemplating it or was on the other side of it going, yeah, no, that's silly.
0: Mm -hmm. So I I think in general, it's good to challenge yourself. And and even if you find, if you do it with a fast, wonderful, you know, Hey, you do it with a fast, it's three days. You have extreme health benefits, just amazing health benefits for your body. And you lose some weight, which isn't a bad thing, right? Right. So that's a good way to challenge yourself. And I think that, you know, not so much just for the fast, but just to challenge yourself. That's a good thing be it in anything that you do in fasting or in work or in your personal life, make, give yourself a challenge. And then when you, when you get into a challenge, it's very important that you get to the finish line and you achieve your goal.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So you, you commit to something and then you finish it. And that's yeah. something that I think is good for you psychologically, physically, mentally, because the more challenges yeah. you, I mean, it's just all little challenges in, in life, right? So you overcome yeah. these challenges and you get to your goal and then you just have this winning mentality. Like, for me, I'll, I'll probably pass out before I don't finish this fast. No, for sure. Like I, I, I will finish this fast. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. Because failure is just not an option yeah. because I've set goals for myself and challenges for myself and I've learned that the most important thing is to, find, to do them. So yeah. if you don't think it's good or if you, if you don't know if you should do it or not, just do it to challenge yourself. It's a, it's a yep. beautiful thing for yourself uh, mentally and, and, and for your for your well-being yeah
1: and 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 people don't like discomfort right being in discomfort is like why why our body is like it's it's fighting to be comfortable that's
0: what our body wants to do you have to discomfort i mean gain comes with discomfort yes it really does that's the only when when i'm at the gym and i know that i'm just exhausted that's when i i'm like i gotta go hard now because this is when it's worth it um so discomfort is 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 a part of of
1: gaining it takes me back to the marathon we ran in san antonio and we had a game plan binkan i don't know if you remember this but we had a game plan we talked about Uh, this the night before
0: yeah you know i mean i just i remember yeah the night before the marathon people typically have a game plan three months before
1: well that's true that's Uh, true that's true you
0: told me on hey come on just come sign up let's just go sign up let's just do it yeah and i remember drinking on friday night i was drinking wine like you know a lot of wine yeah and then saturday we went to this convention i've never been to a marathon convention with all these people and all these runners and they all look like they're ready to go i'm like oh shit what did i do and we signed up oh uh, you looked at um, me and go
1: why am i doing this again i was
0: like do i need to buy some of these goos oh i so ended up showing up in just shorts and a shirt yep uh i ubered there yeah. And we did, we had a game plan. The game plan
1: was okay. The game plan was, look, let's start out. Cause I told you, cause it, for people that don't know, Binkon, as we got into running, you just got faster and faster. Like, I mean, you're fast, right? And you got to a point where you were way beyond me. You're, you're way faster than me. And so, uh, I said, look, you're going to want to take off. I said, it, it, I'm telling you that the excitement, <clears throat> Everybody's running around you, you're gonna want to just take off and just like ha. Ah. I said, but just let's keep it at like a 945 pace, 930, 45 pace. And I said, You're gonna be fine. Just a, so we start running, and I just remember I see you just take off, and I'm like, oh crap. And I tried to stay with you, mm. and you were at like an 820 pace yeah. that first mile.
0: That was a good, that, that, that run was crazy. That run was, I'm so glad that I did it. Um, it was hard for yeah. sure. It was hard after mile 22. Yeah. It got like, I never, people said you'll hit a wall at 17. You'll hit a wall at 18. I hadn't, I had never run more than 15 miles. That's right. Yeah. But I had run, like we'd run 15 miles on Friday and we'd run 15 miles on Saturday. That's right. So I could get up and run 15 miles any moment. Right. Yeah. Um, but I never run more than that. Yeah. So I was like, I could, I mean, I can do it. So, uh, at 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, I didn't hit a wall. I was good. You're and like, this then, is at easy. 22, I was like, oh, <laughs> it got really bad. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a really, really good experience. Uh, yeah. My mom's a big runner. And yep. I, I remember the first thing that happened, I took off and then uh, and then I thought I was gonna try to stay with you, but I just kept running. And yeah. then I was like, okay, whatever, I'm just gonna go. Yeah. And I had my AirPods in my watch. And the first thing that happened is uh, my AirPods ran out of battery uh, immediately. I don't know why, I thought I'd charge them, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's terrible. So I threw them, threw the AirPods away. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just running. And I typically always ran with music. So that yeah. kind of got me in a, but then I got in rhythm and it was great. Um, and then I wasn't I didn't take any goose or anything at all. Were you
1: drinking anything like when you take it? I would it? grab like, the grab I would grab the
0: Gatorade and but the But no, waters.
1: but no supplements. No you weren't doing Okay. Yeah.
0: and I didn't do any the whole yeah. time. <laughs> and then I felt like at 24, I felt my like I really felt like I was going to pass out. And, oh, wow. and so I, you know, I had salt coming out of me yes. and I was trying to eat the salt that was coming out yeah. of me because I was yeah. low on potassium. I was yeah. low on sodium. Sorry. Uh, so then I, I finally got to a salt packet place and I was eating the salt packets, just all of them. Yeah. And then at the very end, I was going to break four hours, but then I got cramps in both my legs, almost collapsed, Um. And oh. I hobbled my way to the, to the finish line. And I remember, well, first at, at mile like 19, when I was getting tired, I called, my mom called me yeah i didn't tell anyone i was doing the marathon no one knew no one knew oh my gosh no i knew. didn't know that Bianca. no one knew my wife i told her on saturday and she's like well we have a birthday party at 10 a.m oh gosh i was like okay well that's fine so that's why i ubered there oh, at 5 a.m gosh. and then when the marathon finished i walked around i saw all these people like ate a banana and i walked for 30 minutes to another uber and ubered back home
1: oh my <laughs> gosh but,
0: so at mile 19 i caught my mom calls me just yeah. by chance and I look at my phone, my, my watch, and she's yeah. calling me on my on my watch. So I answer.
1: Yeah. She can
0: kind of hear me, and I'm running. I'm talking to the watch. And, I, and she's like, oh, you're running? Because I would usually run yeah. on a Sunday morning anyway. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm running, Mom. And I was like, <laughs> "And I want to tell you something, Mom. She's like, what? I was like, I'm on my 19th mile, and I'm doing the marathon. I'm doing the marathon for you. Because oh you always wanted me to do gosh. a marathon. And she just starts bawling and crying, and she's all happy. So I was like, okay, oh, that gave me a little push. So yeah. that got me to mile 22. Yeah, And then once I got the cramps at like mile 23... Yeah. That's when there's a lot of people now. So there's yep. a lot of people and all of a sudden these little girls, they're Sophie's age. Yeah. They were like seven years old, six years old. They have signs, and their teacher who like just runs past me because I'm hobbling, literally yeah. hobbling, trying to get to the finish line, runs past me and they're like, Oh, missus. And I see a bunch of little girls and I'm like, Oh, that's oh. Sophie. One of them is Sophie. So I keep running. And and she wow. picked me up and got me got me past the finish line.
1: But that's it's that's awesome. And then when you cross, it's like a whole nother, it's like relief, but there's a relief feeling like yeah. when you get to the you end of it. that finish line, you right? Yeah. And so I, 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 end with this cause I know you got to wrap up, but, I, but I think that, you know, I, I always tell people, it's like, look, there is no finish line. Right. That, that, the idea is that the next thing. we got to go to the next thing. What's, you know what I mean? Like, what's the next thing? What are we going to attempt next? And this fast was just another one of those things. So when you That's called right. me and you told me, cause I had heard all about this fast yeah, no, you- and I was like, Oh no, no, I know all about it. Let's do it. I'm in, you know, what's next.
0: Yeah. What's next for you? you know, I, I you just it depends on what the days bring. I, yeah, you know, I just I, keep your head down, work work hard every single day, make sure that you take care of your family and you spend a lot of time with your family and things like this will always come up, right? Things yeah. to keep us at the, at the front, keep us on our toes, challenges that you challenges. Gotta, you know, let the challenges come and then make sure you overcome them. Make sure you hit your goal. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a good thing to do.
1: I love it. Well, being kind, dude, this was an amazing podcast, man. I appreciate you being Thank on TM three impact and I look forward to our next challenge. Let's make it, it happen. For sure. We'll see you brother. Thanks
0: man.